Hello everyone, what's going on? Hope you're well today. Welcome to another Christmas episode of I Give That 10 Minutes. A year's gone by already and I'm already bringing out a Christmas episode. It's mad how quickly this year has gone and especially with it being a third season. I've said it many times but it's something I never thought I'd do was get to a third season of the podcast, let alone two. But thanks to the amazing support and compliments I've received from everyone that's been listening, it spares me on to keep going, and why not? And especially at this time of year when we're all trying to be positive, all trying to be happy. Last year's Christmas wasn't so good with lockdown kicking in, so we're going to have an amazing Christmas this year. I've got a feeling it's going to be a fun one, an enjoyable one, and we'll all have a good time. That's my vibe, I put it anyway. But to talk about Christmas, we've got a guest on. As with every episode, I like to have someone on because, you know, the banter flows better when I'm chatting to somebody and not just talking to you, the listener, and chewing your ear off for an hour or so. I like to have someone involved, and it's a special guest. This person I'm going to bring on is a former guest, friend of mine, and also a major part in the sponsorship the show has now received. That's right, folks. I give that 10 minutes has now got a sponsor. You better watch out, Will, because I'm going high in the world. I'm going places. And you can come with me on the journey, or you can just get off the bus and do one. But I'd rather you stay on the bus, okay? Please, if you don't mind. <laughs> the doors are shut, you can't get off. <laughs> but yeah, I've got a sponsor. So I'd like to introduce, or reintroduce, shall I say, Stuff of King's very own, Mr. Dan Kelly. Hello, sir. Hello, Dave. How the bloody hell are you, good sir? I am well. It's it's Christmas time. It's the festive it season. It is Christmas time. Yes, it is the season. And although I do love Halloween, I love the spooky season, but we don't do it like they do in America. No. So over here... It's more all about Christmas, isn't it? It is, it is. And That's our big time. I love Christmas. But November is a bit too early. I think <laughs> yeah. they need to start the Christmas song. Christmas song shouldn't start in the shops till 1st of December. I agree. I work in retail and we've been having a countdown to Christmas from, I think, September. Although we haven't yeah. been playing any Christmas music or showing any kind of decorations or that kind of stuff, we have been doing a Christmas promotion. Well, got to do what the big man says. You have. And, you know, speaking of big men, are you excited about this guy coming to your house and leaving you gifts? I mean, this guy is pretty much an anti-burglar. You know, he comes in yeah. through your house when you're not, we're not expecting him, but he leaves you things. He doesn't take them. He leaves you things. So he's he's a nice alternative to being burgled. Of course he is. Obviously, I'm referring to the mighty Santa, wait. of course. <laughs> yeah, the mighty Santa Claus. I cannot wait for Santa Claus to come and visit this year. He is the man. Literally, there couldn't be anyone better. In terms of gift giving and Christmas time, no. it, he is the man. Do you have anything extravagant on your Christmas list this year? Oh, Dave, don't even ask me about extravagance <laughs> for Christmas list. They could go on and on and on. <laughs> well, I tell you what, it's the first year that I've actually asked for socks. And I'm not just receiving them on a whim. <laughs> oh my God, socks! What a classic gift. We don't. Who, who doesn't love socks at Christmas time? You know. Well, growing up, I used to hate getting socks at Christmas time. Now I'm a fully fledged adult. <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait to get socks at Christmas. Socks is the one. You know, you, you open that package, oh, what could it be? What could it be? And there's a pair of three socks with different novelty faces, and you're like, oh, great. <laughs> yeah, it's even better when the Star Wars socks. Oh, man. Last year, yeah. twice in succession, I received Star Wars socks. One from my wife and one from my boss in work. I don't know, they must have been in sync or something, but they both got me exactly the same pairs of Star Wars themed Christmas socks. And we're talking Vader with a Santa hat on. We're talking Yoda, right, with a bauble hanging off his ear or something. And there was a, um, I think it was Chewbacca, and he had a Santa beard, all on in, in sock form. So, of course, I wear them with pride. Even to this day, a year later, still wearing them. Not every day, but, you know, yeah. you've, got to, you've got to rock the sock. There's a hashtag right there. That's it. Rock the sock. Oh, rock the sock. 
Oh, and speaking of Star Wars Christmas, on. one of my favourite Christmas T-shirts I've got, it's got Luke, Han, Leia and Chewie stood there with a hymn sheet singing carols with a nice oh, wreath around them. Oh my God. <laughs> it sounds amazing. <laughs> it's, it's tradition. That's one of the things with Christmas is, with, with like a lot of things you celebrate, they come once a year. Yeah. Birthdays, Christmas, New Year, whatever it might be. But for some reason, Christmas is a really good time to get all the all the naff cheeses of all you know the the really itchy jumpers with a snowflake embroidered on it, the really horrible socks, the, the the Santa hat, which by the way I'm sporting right now, folks. You can't see this, but I'm wearing a very questionable Santa hat because I'm in the zone. Thank you, thank you, sir, thank you. But yeah, we wear we wear dodgy clothes, we eat lots of rich foods, we have friends and family around, we overindulge, and it is it's an overindulgence. A lot of people say it's about the gift given and the gift receiving. Great, yeah, for me it's about the foods. And in some cases, certain drinks, but definitely the food, because I like to just yeah. pig out at Christmas time. Yeah, one of my favourite things about Christmas is after eight. Why, why Christmas, though? You can get them all around you, all year round, I know, say. yeah. But the thing is, right, I never buy them until Christmas, and I don't know if that's because I try to tell myself they're only available at Christmas. <laughs> so I only okay. noticed them, like, on the end of aisle in Tesco about three weeks ago, oh, and really? I've already had nearly four boxes of them. Jeez, four boxes? I mean, that's, in three weeks. That's hefty. That's got to be some yeah. kind of um, cause for concern. Maybe, I don't know. <laughs> After eight sort of beast, though, to be fair. <laughs> they are. It's just that thin mint and that little fondant in the middle. Oh, well, mm. Mm. But But again, I, I wouldn't consider it a festive treat. I know it's for you it is, but I, I'd have them all year round me. I really wouldn't mind. It's just a tradition for Christmas. It's like Toblerone. Like, my stepdad gets Toblerone for Easter. Gets yeah. Toblerone for his birthday. Yeah. He gets it for Christmas. Okay. I only get Toblerone at Christmas. For me, it's a Christmas thing. So you've never been tempted to just be out in the shopping on a summer's day and go, I just fancy a bar of Toblerone. You wouldn't just get one? It depends. If it was in B&M and he would have quit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you've got to give a shout out to B&M. Oh, my God. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, let's make sure we don't forget the OG home and bargain. Of course. That's the kind of shop, well, like being in, where they tell you what you want to buy. Exactly. <laughs> you go in saying, I'm just going in, I'm just going in to get some kitchen roll, some kitchen wipes maybe, and I need some bleach. I'm doing a cleaning session. And you come out with a trolley full with biscuits in it, pastries, frozen goods, some kind of light bulb, a toy, yeah. a dog's treat. Yeah. You don't even have a dog, but you bought it anyway because it's got a novelty <laughs> thing on it. They, they, the way they implant it into your mind, they, they put these dump bins everywhere yeah, of things that you don't need, but suddenly you want because everyone else has got yeah. one. They're yeah. clever. They're clever. And I always and fall for cheap. it. And they're cheap. Yeah, it's exactly. It's That's the, why. It's the price and the quantity. I can get as yeah. many as these for a pound. Yeah, fill, fill up. Just fill up right now. Yeah. So I'm a sucker for it. I can't help myself with being and Home Bargain. They're very clever. Very yeah, clever. Yeah, very, very, very clever. clever. So, as I said, it's a festive special. It's a Christmas episode. And you and I, we did go back a, way, a, a fair bit. We've obviously had a bit of a catch when we did our Warriors episodes back in season two. Oh, yeah. Which was a great episode, in my opinion. And by all means, if you've not listened to it yet, head on back to season two and give the Warriors episode a listen because it's packed full of... Quotes, knowledge, comments, and our opinions on what is still an iconic cult classic. Agreed. This episode is not about said movie, but um, it's worth a listen if you've got the time to go back. Dan's come on because he is officially sponsoring the show. He's the, the man behind the mighty stuff of Kings. And simply, it's just an awesome art fest. You name it, there's something to do with it on there. I won't kind of divulge into too much. I'm going to let the man speak for himself because I want this to be a good way before we dig into Christmas and what we love about it. A chance for you to get to know Stuff of Kings, what it's all about and how you can get involved. So I'm going to give the floor to yourself, Dan, 
and let the listeners know all about you and what Stuff of Kings is all about. Well, thank you very much. So if we go back to when it all started, the very first design that I created for a T-shirt to put on Redbubble was a Buffy the Vampire Slayer design. So it was a Sunnydale Slayers Club featuring some cross stakes, a nice wreath, a nice little bit of type on it. I got it up there and I started doing all right. And I thought, hey, I've got something here. So I started designing more, designing more, and just really enjoyed like creating things that were themed around pop culture. As you know yourself, I'm well into my pop culture. I'm heavily into my movies. Yeah. Love my video games, stuff like that. But movies are something that I always go back to. And I do keep trying to do a bit more of my own original work, but I just keep swaying straight back to the movies. And I thought, like, with your podcast, with the themes you talk about, the guests you have on, and your audience, I just thought, who better to sponsor than Davey A? <laughs> High praise indeed. <laughs> <laughs> um, at the minute, I am currently working on a Kurt Russell project. I think I know where you're going with this, and I'm very excited by it. So this is going to be a series of three illustrations uh, that will be available as art prints. Nice. Um, the first one I'm doing is Escape from New York. Oh, yes. So that one's in the works at the minute. Anyone who wants to keep up to date on that, get on Instagram, give me a follow at Stuff Kings. I post some bits on my story about that as I'm going through the process. So I've got Escape from New York. I'm going to be doing Big Trouble in Little China. And I'm going to do... One of my favourite horror movies of all time, The Thing. I have um, opinions about The Thing. It's one of the most terrifying movies of all time, in my opinion. <laughs> I, I, I can't watch it much because it scares the hell out of me because it's so amazing looking and re- and in certain yeah. cases it looks it looks real in certain scenes. I mean, it's an amazing feat that movie. I know we're going down the horror vibe on this particular Christmas yeah. chat. However, The Thing, visually stunning, great set pieces, great actors, great cast. The plot's amazing. But it's the, the special it's, effects. It's the special effects. They, although they are, yeah. you know, they're practical effects. It's not a lot of, well, there's no CGI yeah. that I'm aware of. No. It's all practical effects. Not at all. And it looks amazing because of that. But as a kid, terrified me. It still terrifies me now. So I very, I very yeah. rarely watch it unless I'm being forced to. So For me, it's like one of the best horror movies ever made. And some people debate it's sci fi, some people debate it's horror, but it's definitely a crossover of the two genres. But, yeah, definitely. You know, it's then practical effects that really, really make that movie. But in terms of other projects I'm working on, I've just done a Squid Game design that's Ooh, available as okay. an print. Nice. Um, I'm also a fan of hip hop, so I've just done What If Dr. Dre Got Together and Up in Smoke Tour now. So I've got um, a nice poster with Dre, Snoop, Eminem, and Ice Cube. Um, so that one's up on my Etsy store as well. I've got like Beetlejuice, Evil Dead. Jason Voorhees, Freddy Krueger, Rick and Morty, just to name a few of the things that I've got art prints of on the Etsy store and things that I've drawn in the past. Yeah. And as I've said to yourself, Dave, for all your audience out there, anybody that does want to buy anything from my store, if they use the code DAVEA10, that's D-A-V-E-Y-A-10, you get some money off of the checkout as well. Yes. You see this, folks? By being a part of this podcast, you can get money off when you go shopping because of me. And you're welcome, by the way. <laughs> so um yeah basically if you want stuff of kings in a nutshell it's a uh, pop culture inspired artwork created by this scouser <laughs> and that says it all and i can i can vouch for the for the quality of the products i mean i'm not just doing this because i've now have a sponsor but the it does speak for itself the work that dan produces like he said follow him on the socials you'll see the kind of work he produces and you'll be amazed it's really good stuff it'll be on 
everybody's wall, everybody's office. It'll be in some some kind of collectible way. Trust me, mark my words. This is going to go far, <laughs> and I'm just glad to be part of the journey because. Well, thank you very much, and um, I'm I'm glad to be part of your journey with you as well. Which it really means a lot. It really means a lot. Yeah, as it as it does, and th- this isn't just to, like us two being th- coming on just to be uh, thanking each other for all kinds of stuff. It'll just be like an Oscar scene or something. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> I want to thank my mom, <laughs> yeah. my dad, my dog, my babysitter. <laughs> <laughs> it's not about that, but it, yeah, but um, it's it's just nice. I mean, the fact that I'm endorsed, I mean, in in some sort of capacity, it makes me feel good to know that I can do this because obviously somebody's jumped on and said, "Can I spread my message via your podcast?" It fills me with an immense amount of pride because you know, especially with someone I know. If it was someone I didn't know, then I'd be a bit hesitant. But because obviously we've got history, you and I. And hmm. it's a gen- that could sound dodgy. That one that day. could sound dodgy. <laughs> friendship history we have. We have friendship history. Um, it just helps because obviously I want I want to help you grow as much as you can. And by jumping on here, you can obviously have an, an alternative way to get your message out to people. So it, it it's going to go well. I think I, I I do think it's a good collaboration and one that's going well, to thank go you very much. And um, obviously promotion will be reciprocated. So anyone that's following you now, when you jump on my Instagram, you probably will see posts about this particular podcast. Just to remind you. That this is one of the best podcasts to be listening to. <laughs> yes. And Dave, I'm not just saying that because I'm here. I love your podcast. <laughs> love it. And I'm honoured to be here for the second time. Yes, the uh, the check is in the mail. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it's just really cool. Yeah, so that, that's pretty much what Dan's um, putting across. Obviously, a really passionate pop culture and art movie. Hip-hop was the word used there. I nearly, I nearly said gangster rap for some reason. <laughs> Hip-hop fan. And he's just he's just putting his stamp on the world, his mark on the world, and, and why not follow him and see what he's what he's up to and buy some stuff off him because it's really good. Get your hands in your pockets and spend some money. It's great, Bob. Exactly, it's Christmas, it's a perfect opportunity to buy Christmas presents, which you've just amazingly brought us right back on track to why we're here today. And it is Christmas, of course. There's so many things that we could dive into, you know, the, the, the pop culture elements of Christmas, the films, the TV shows, the foods, the, the, the imagery. It, it's such a vast thing, Christmas, how it celebrates and how people mark their traditions during Christmas. I'd like to kick off with TV, if I may. Is yes. there any specific shows... If, even if it's just a Christmas special of that show that you watch at Christmas time as part of like your your traditions, your things you do every year, what what's your go to TV show at Christmas time? Go to TV show Christmas time. It's not even to watch the Christmas specials, but only fools and horses. Oh man! I'll always go to the likes of Bottom, yes, and the Young Ones at Christmas just because they're nostalgic. And I think Christmas is a good time for feeling that nostalgia yeah. and bringing back like your tradition of, I used to watch Bottom every week when it was on. Yeah. I used to watch The Young Ones every week when it was on. And it's just bringing back those little traditions for that short period of time. To just have a boss time when it's winter, it's dark and miserable outside. Yeah. All you want to do is laugh, innit? Exactly. Cheers you up. I'm actually, I'm quite happy that you started with Bottom because as a side note, I'm a big fan and a follower of a, a fellow podcast called Talking Bottom, where they literally have so much... There's, there's three of them there. They literally talk 
about botting the whole time. They're big fans of it. They interview some of the cast members. They look into all the back notes of this show and how it was made and the history of it. It's fantastic. If you're a fan Sounds of Bottom incredible. or any UK comedies, search for Talking Bottom Podcast. It's it's a really good show and you'll enjoy it. And um, yeah, just get it listened to. Great show. I tend to watch the seasonal ones first in the time they're out. So like, yeah. I've, watched the, I've watched the Halloween one fairly recently. I'm obviously going to watch the Christmas one Christmas week, which um, I've watched years and years. It's got to be a couple of decades now that I've watched yeah. it every Christmas because yeah. I bloody love it. Like you say, yeah. miserable outside, you want something to cheer up and just seeing two guys using a lot of slapstick comedy and pointless violence for yeah. humour, it appeals to me. I love that kind of stuff. It's just got, it's got so many amazing moments in that one yeah. as well. When the baby turns up at the doorstep <laughs> yeah. and there's the three of them sat there with the presents. With the hats on. <laughs> <laughs> and Rick's got the tea towel over his head. I'm a virgin. Oh, right, okay. So you're just suddenly the virgin birth oil. Okay. What I learned in that episode is that they all had um, presents to bring. And yeah. One had a box of Terry's All Gold. One, <laughs> one had a Frankenstein, Frankenstein mask. mask. And a bottle of aftershave called Grr. Like, Wait yeah. a minute. Gold. Frankenstein. Frankenstein. And Grr. And Grr. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's such a classic! It really it's is such a classic. Bottoms up there, one of my all-time favorite comedies, and uh, yeah. did star the the late Rick Mail. What a legend oh, he was! Yeah, what a guy! Yeah, a great show to kick off with, and I'm glad that that's a tradition for you because yeah. I guess if you watch it all the time, you might you might consider it a bit of overkill if mm. you watch it all the time. But especially around seasonal times like Christmas or anniversaries, whatever it might be, and you're watching something like that, it does, like you say, bring the nostalgia back and the fun you had as a youngster watching a show like that. And it's yeah. still it's still laughable now, like we've just proved. Yeah. Just talk about one exactly. scene. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Fools and Horses, though, is oh, it's got to be a staple in anyone's life in terms of TV. Yeah. That, that show, the comings and goings of the Trotter family, has been part of British tradition for a long, 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 long time. And it's yeah, still definitely. funny now. Yeah, exactly. It's hilarious. Like, I can watch it now and just be creased laughing <laughs> every single time I watch an episode of it. There's always, even if it's only one thing that, yeah. like, gets you, there's always something to laugh at in that show. Every time. And a lot of people don't, well, I say a lot of people don't realise, but the whole premise of the show is that they're, they're essentially wheelers and dealers and, be, and doing everything that's pretty much against the law to make yeah. ends meet, you know. Dell and Rodney are obviously stealing things or buying things on the cheap that they know a knockoff to sell on to yeah. weekends meet, but they're not hurting anyone. They're just they're just being, no. a, bit, being a bit naughty and how they make they make their money. But it's yeah. the, it's the comedic stuff that they go through, the, the situations they end up in, trying to get rumbled by the police, and they always have a way out of it. Del, but he's a very yeah. smooth talker; he can con his way out of anything. Yeah. It's still funny. It, the Chandelier episode, especially. Oh my god, the Chandelier one's it's amazing. So good. I love that one. Or the episode where they get the blow up dolls. Yes, yeah. One comes <laughs> up in the back of the car. Yeah. <laughs> so I good. I don't know if I could pick like my all time favourite. Um, no, there's too many good ones. Do you remember the one where they go into the um, they get the bunker, get the yes. nuclear bunker, yeah, and in there with the rations. <laughs> and oh, that one's brilliant. But there's a line in that that they wouldn't be able to put in a TV show now. Yeah. It is a racial slayer from Grandad when they're in there. And when you watch it, it's like, if that was now, yeah. this show would have been cancelled exactly. straight off. <laughs> it was back in the air. 
what eighties, wasn't it? Early eighties it started. Yeah, yeah. Obviously, it was a different time back then, but you know the comedic mm-hmm. aspects of the show were still funny. And, yeah, um, definitely. I mean, I mean that's the only one that's re- that really stands out as being like kind of like a racial slur. Yeah, from yeah. All of the shows, obviously, there were probably there were probably a few little jibes here and there, but it's one of them comedies that whether you watch it for the time or you watch it for now, there's always going to be something that you find yeah. hilarious in there. With the journey of of them struggling to make ends meet, and then they finally go to that auction with that watch they find in their shed, in their garage, sorry, yeah. and they get like a, a couple of million for it. They're dead calm, cool, collected. They go out to the car, and then they start punching the roof of the car and cheering and beeping the horn all yeah. I must admit, then, got a bit of a lump in my throat because I thought, oh, my God, mm, yeah. they've really struggled for years and years and years, and then they finally get a bit of good luck, and it's paid off well for them. I felt yeah, really, really happy. they finally made it, yeah. As a British fan of it, most of the UK, in fact, were like this. They all really felt for them. You know, they really wanted to see them finally become millionaires. Years and years of saying, this yeah. time next year we'll be millionaires. They finally achieved it. And, and everything was fine in the world. Not just yeah. on Holy Fields and also the whole happiness it produced had the whole country cheering. So, <laughs> the whole atmosphere yeah, exactly. changed. Yeah, Under yeah. the Thatcher regime, <laughs> everyone was happy again. <laughs> exactly. So I got a million pounds. Yes! It's all worked out for them. <laughs> <laughs> but a, a great show, a great show. I think they're they're two yes. they're two great shows to, to throw in there as a, as a kick off for um, for Christmas. I think for me, it's not something I watch every Christmas, but I try to catch it when I can. Which is um, the Christmas special of the Vicar of Dibley. Um, oh my God, what a show! The reason <laughs> reason why I like that show, I mean, obviously they have they have good characters in there, and Dawn French is a great comedy actress herself. But that episode in particular, she she struggles to say no to being invited to everyone's houses for Christmas dinner. And she's yeah. gone between houses without having any any way to move this food out of her body. Yeah. <laughs> like she grabs a cheek and just like shoves a sprout in and tries to close it and she because she's just full to burst. I think she had about three or four Christmas dinners in different houses. Yeah. You can't fit that much food in. It's, it's insane. What a show that is though. <laughs> Me and my partner, we recently rewatched that. I think it was like earlier this year. Yeah. And oh uh, it every episode is just as funny as you remember it. <laughs> So if you get a chance to rewatch it all, because there's not that many episodes, but if you get a no, chance no. to rewatch it all, then do it. It's definitely worth it. You won't be disappointed. I think my my standout character is Jim, who's got that <laughs> speech <laughs> impediment. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the no <laughs> guy. Yes. <laughs> there's two two things I like about because obviously he says no, 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 no a lot before he says what he's yeah. actually trying to say, and they were doing a. Um, I think it was the episode when they thought Elton John was coming, so there was a big fake going on in the field. Yeah. And he was saying, no, 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 parking is allowed in the main field. And they all thought that he said no parking, but he meant parking yeah. is allowed. So there's a bit of confusion there. And the guy comes over and he says, does that mean parking is allowed or parking is not allowed? And he goes, no, oh, no, 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 parking is allowed in the main field. So it caused murder. And the second one was when he said, um, I, I was on deal, oh, no, 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 no deal. And I had the choice of... 10p or 250,000 pounds, and they offered me 125,000 pounds. So I said to Noel, I said, No, 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 no deal. <laughs> what happens? I got 10p. <laughs> 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 you said no deal. Oh, I just love Jim. Oh, he's brilliant. He's so funny. Again, a great British show. I, I don't, yeah, I don't think there's been um, like a overseas equivalent I don't think like you know America for example I don't they've tried to remake Vicar Dibley in you know an alternative place 
I know there's been mm. there's been some UK shows that have been remade in America, like The Office, for example. Yeah. Um, but as far as where there hasn't been a Vicar of Dibley like show abroad anywhere that I'm aware of. I mean, obviously, listeners, if you're a, if you know more about this than I do, which you might do, and you probably will do, get in touch and let me know. Just see if there's been anything that's similar to the Vicar of Dibley in another country, a, a comedy yeah, based around priests. Priest and Vicarage. <laughs> yeah, we've got Father Ted and Vicarage. We were kind of covered with the religious yeah. comedies. <laughs> so I think I think we're all right with that. Um, yeah, definitely. Yes, yeah, so I don't know. Do you, do you ever go to any like American festive shows during the Christmas period? No. I'm Not saying. that I can think of off the top of my head. No, no, no. Stick stick with UK. It's usually usually yeah. a Christmas special of some sort will feature daily when I'm watching stuff. See, I think as well the reason why we probably go to the British ones. Is because they echo a lot of what we've experienced. Yeah, when we were younger, growing up at Christmas time and stuff, so they kind of echo that, but obviously taking it into a comedic setting. Yeah. So like you've got your traditions, you've got like your naff Christmas tree with tinsel, or like your tinsel hanging off the ceiling and stuff. And, I still do know, that. Just, I still do that. By the way, hey, what a guy! <laughs> <laughs> what a guy! <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Do you even have them like shiny pull things? Yeah. Uh, oh, Dave, that's out. amazing. Where should yeah. we even buy them from now? Oh, most <laughs> of the No, no, God, no, they, they've been longer. <laughs> we, we did get them handed down years ago, but um, I've since gone out and bought more. But um, available in most outlets that sell things for a singular pound coin. I won't mention the oh, prices, yes. but they, they oh, yes. stocked them quite well. I think I think actually we we may as, we may as well get stuck into this. Yes, Christmas decorations yeah. around the home. Okay, so yes. most people try to have a theme, a colour scheme, an idea in mind what they want to do. In our house, it's literally the eighties is thrown up in our front room. So we <laughs> we have the tinsel over everything. We have the garlands hanging off the ceiling. We have t- uh, tinsel wrapped around the the banister on the stairs. Random kind of like glow in the dark Rudolphs or Santas on the windowsill or on the fireplace and stockings and hanging off with lights on and Rudolphs with flashing red noses and all this kind of stuff. Do you tend to go specific themes or are you just like a big Christmas explosion in your house? Before we move on to that, is this your choice? And your missus gets no choice. <laughs> no, no, no. We, we both like the naff, cheesy Christmas decorations. Because you definitely strike me as that kind of person, which I love about you. <laughs> yeah, we, I, I'm quite I'm quite grateful in the fact that my wife has the same mentality in terms of Christmas decorations. The naffer, the better. Mm. We like the dodgy garlands, the, the paper snowflakes hanging off the ceiling, you know, the paper chains thrown over things, the really yeah. poor quality, shiny naff decorations that won't last more than a few days. But... yeah. That's how I was growing up, being a child of the uh, late 70s and early 80s. That's what decorations were back in the day. And I've just kept that tradition going because yeah. I love it and it makes me feel happy. So. Yeah. Well, like, I used to enjoy that when I was a kid. Yeah. And now I'm a fully-fledged adult. Yes. And, you know, we actually went and bought a new Christmas tree last year. It's a rather tall one. It's seven foot tall. So, wow. Uh, we can just about get the star on and it touches the ceiling. <laughs> See, that, that's a big tree. So, yes, that is a big tree. Um, we didn't quite realise it was that big until we got it home and got it out. <laughs> you, weren't, but, um, you weren't going to get it with uh, Clark Griswold, were you? Yes, I was actually <laughs> going to cut it down ourselves. <laughs> it's not big, it's just a bit full, that's all. Yeah. <laughs> we actually went to Bents of all places. Oh, hello. Ooh, yeah, so it's got a... Uh, it's got some nice fake snow and fair cones and lights in it. And, you know, we bought some nice decorations for it because now you've got to do it for the family, haven't you? Yes. 
So we've got some nice decorations. We like a bit of tinsel over the fireplace. Oh, okay. Um, we've got like a nice snowman and reindeer. We sit on the fireplace and we have the bits and bobs around. They are quite themed in terms of colour and coordination. Mm. We don't have the stuff hanging off the ceiling and things like that, although I am not knocking that one iota because <laughs> that is pure Christmas quality right there. <laughs> I like to think so, yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but the kids experience that side of things when we go to Santa's Grotto. Ah, okay, okay. Uh, and then at home we have the more themed Christmas, we like the colour scheme and stuff. So we've got a nice sort of lilac, it sounds a bit mad, lilac and the light green and silver. Okay. With the bauble set we went for, and then we've got like your obvious, obviously you've got your other decorations, of, like your snowmen, your angels, your Santa on a sleigh, all the classics. <laughs> sounds very um, very upmarket and, and well presented. Mine's just literally, like I said, Christmas just threw up in our front room, and there's just tins- <laughs> tin- tinsel and sparkles and stuff over everything. You cannot complain, Dave. I, can't- I love you it. Know it's-, what? it's one of the rare times I actually have a smile on my face, <laughs> apart from when yeah. I'm talking. You know, obviously, <laughs> that's rare as well. <laughs> it's true. It's true. I'm very straight faced normally, but inside I'm smiling. You know, it's weird. Mm. It's weird. <laughs> so yeah, I'm just a cheesy, a cheesy decorations kind of guy. No themes for us. It's just the, the naffer the better. And yeah. uh, one day, not this day, but one day. We will have a theme in mind and we'll stick to it and everything will be the same colour or style or whatever it might be, but not yet. Right now I'm still enjoying being a kid at heart, really, because I am. I am, yeah. really. I'm still a big kid. I'm still collecting things and I'm still playing with toys and acting yeah. like acting like a fool. So, you know, still a kid. Yeah, yeah. 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 It's Christmas <laughs> it's time. Best, best way to be. Best exactly. way to be. It's all about having fun <laughs> and that's how I have my fun at Christmas time. So, excuse yeah. me if I want to be a kid for a bit longer. <laughs> okay. Now speaking of traditions, we talked about we spoke about traditional decorations. Yes, you talked about your traditions with TV shows. Yes. Now let's get on to your tradition with Christmas movies. Oh yes. Okay. Okay. Now you and I both know there's a specific movie that is a Christmas movie. It is. It is definitely a Christmas movie. But people think it's not a Christmas movie. But it is. It is. It's set at a Christmas party. There's a Christmas tree, there's Christmas decorations. They even use the classic three-word quote, ho, ho, ho. That's right, and we are talking about the Christmas special of Pirates of the Caribbean. No, we're not, we're not. (laughs) We are, of course, talking about the action icon that is Die Hard. Yes. I mean... With the man himself, Bruce Willis, John McClane, and you cannot forget the late great Alan Rickman Rickman. as Hans Gruber. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> nice, nice, uh, nice impression there. It's weird that he didn't sound German in it when he was doing his German sentences. He still sound like a, a you know a well-to-do Englishman. Yeah, he just he just put like Zs on things. <laughs> like this will be your last chance, John McLean. <laughs> so true. <laughs> oh my god! But it is it it is a Christmas movie. Yes, one hundred percent. It's a Christmas movie. Is it something you must watch traditionally at Christmas time, or will you be forgiven for you know watching it in the summer? Or is it only for Christmas time for you? You can watch it any time you want. Unfortunately, you last Christmas I didn't actually find the time to do it. <gasps> I didn't get. I actually didn't find time to watch Die Hard last year, so I was devastated. Wow! But this year I might even watch it next time we get a chance to put a film on, just <laughs> so I've watched it this festive season. It has to be done. Hasn't but, it? but yeah, it's. I think last year is the first year in at least seven or eight years that I've not watched that other Christmas. Wow. 
you definitely need to rectify that then without fail. Yes, um, definitely. Love that movie. Love that character. Some of the the later movies in the franchise, I didn't care for. I think from from three onwards, I, four I'd wash, I'd wash, <laughs> four I'd watch <laughs> at a push, but certainly no more than that. Just because I think they milked John McClane dry of any worth once he got past the third movie, and that's just my opinion. I just think see, that, I it took me a long, long time to watch the third one. Yeah, just because I was like. How can you make three diehard films? And then I watched the third one and was just like, this is actually really, really good. Yeah, it was quite surprising. I really enjoyed it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I've still not watched Die Hard 4 because I didn't really like look at the trailer. I was like, oh, yeah. no. I've, I've had John McLean and we've had him in his time. We don't need John McLean now. Let's just um, yeah, let's be done with the three. Exactly. Just leave it as a trilogy. Walk away from it. He's, he, I'm sure he's busy doing other things now. He doesn't have to come back and put the vest on and get stuck in a vent taking on terrorists again. He don't need to. Exactly. Just leave it. Leave it be. But it is, it is a great, great Christmas film slash action is. blockbuster. I think in terms of actiony kind of Christmas films, there's only one for me that is an absolute must, and that is Jingle All the Way. I knew you were going to say that then. <laughs> I am so happy you said that. <laughs> right, well, what okay. can go wrong? You've got Arnie in a Christmas film. Yeah. I don't even need to say anymore. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. It's Arnie in a Christmas film. That's all you need. But exactly. I think the whole, like, the backstory, you know, he's, he's a, a busy dad who's struggling to find time to spend with yeah. his family because he's so busy. And the one thing You're he promised... you my favourite customer. Exactly. Every one of them is. Every one of his customers. <laughs> just lying to everyone. But uh, he promises his kid the the most sought after toy. I suppose it's like this year's PlayStation Five. Anguish, yeah. you know, no one can get a PlayStation Five for love or money. And in the film, he wants to get Turbo Man, the biggest action figure in the world, and he wants one, and yeah. he can't get one anyway. And it's the whole hunt to try and find this toy to keep his kid happy. All the situations. Because all he does is disappoint his kid. That's and it. Every all he time. does all year is disappoint him, and his wife's on his back. Like, yeah. you need to do this. You need to do this. You've got it, haven't you? You've got. Yeah, yeah. It's at the office. It's at the office. Eh, eh, no, and don't I, tell porkies. <laughs> I love Turbo Man as well. I mean, I loved the intro to the film. was literally the Turbo Man TV show. Obviously, it's a, yeah, it's a it fake brilliant. show, but it looked like a show that I would happily watch as a kid. Definitely. Just to sidetrack quickly, one little second on that. Yeah? Have you ever watched the Aquabat Super Show? I have not. I think I have heard of it, but I've not seen it. If you like the look of Turbo Man, watch the Aquabat Super Show. Okay, good tip. Good tip. It, it's, it's awesome. Okay. It's awesome. It's like that kind of style of like comic booky fighting with like people in like mad monster costumes. Oh, okay, good recommendation. So you'll enjoy it. Mm. Yes. Mm. Well, back to Turbo Man. <laughs> back to, okay, back to Turbo Man. <laughs> so he, he he enters a radio competition where he thinks he's gonna win it, and then yeah. the guy who's also after the toy is a, a member of the postal service, and he pretends he's got a bomb yeah. in a package to try yeah. and win this toy. The police get involved. They escape the clutches of the police. He gets involved in um, what else? Is, it, is there is there a police chase? I'm not sure if there's a police chase in the camera. Uh, there's the security guards chasing them. Yeah. The, um, they've got to get the bouncy balls when they're at the shop. That's right. Yeah, He's bouncing all yeah. around the mall and <laughs> <laughs> it, it all basically it's all slapstick with 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 Arnie and it all comes to and this is going to be like a spoiler alert if you've not seen it yet. So spoiler alert. He basically, basically, Arnie's character gets to be part of a parade, much like you see in like you know Disney and whatnot. And he gets put into this costume that an actor's meant to wear to to look like this Turbo Man character, a superhero with a rocket pack on his back and fires projectiles onto his wrists. Looks a bit like Iron Man with the kind of red and gold 
kind yeah, of colour yeah. scheme. He gets fitted into this suit, comes out onto this parade, onto what are they called? What do they call them? Floats onto a float. Floats. And yeah. um, his wife and son are in the crowd cheering him on. Don't know it's him. Basically gets involved in a little fight and rescues his son who's been captured and so on. So it's like an actual Arnie action flick, but based around a comedy setting, saving his family member. Um, it's brilliant. It's so it's good. Just, like if no one, if anyone hasn't seen that movie, for what you've just said there, that should sell it to them. <laughs> Plus, like, you definitely know, should sell it to them. <laughs> there's a great cameo by uh, James Belushi and Paul White, aka the Big Show. You've got to look out for that. Yes. Yeah. I, I won't tell you which bit, but if you if you know, you know. It's a great you know. scene in the movie. <laughs> but Phil Definitely. Hartman's in it as the big, like, sleazy next-door neighbour who fancies Arnie's yeah, wife. Ted. Ted, yeah. <laughs> and um, there's that line when he says, he's in my house, eating my cookies. Yeah. <laughs> oh, he's going to kick his butt, isn't he? <laughs> Put that cookie down, <laughs> now! <laughs> it's just classic Arnie. <laughs> It's so good, so so good. Jingle all the way is amazing. I only have a handful of films that I that I watch regularly at Christmas time. Jingle all the way being yeah. one of them, Die Hard being another, but another comedy classic. And I'm I'm assuming you've watched this. I'm sure you're a fan of it. But it's Dave, the... let me take a wild guess at this cool. one. If you get this right, is I it... will send you something in the post. I don't know what. <laughs> Let's see if you get it right. Is it by any chance? National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. It's like you read my mind. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> it is National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. Yeah. What yeah. a great movie. Every single year, I have to watch that movie. <laughs> I I bought the box set with the four vacation movies. Oh, yeah, okay. On Blu-ray. Yeah. Just so I could have Christmas Vacation on Blu-ray. <laughs> See, that, that's the reason to buy the box set. I, I mean, I, I yeah. did do the same thing with the DVD version, although I had them separately. I bought the box set just to get Christmas Vacation. Yeah. Because I love that movie. Man, it's that for me, that is Christmas, that film. It, literally. Like, it isn't Christmas in my house without watching that movie. <laughs> like, just the... Oh, from start to finish, when they go for the tree, <laughs> yeah. and his, da- his daughter's frozen, <laughs> she, she just blew. <laughs> and like, I think her eyes are frozen. <laughs> Wait till she defrosts you, look at it later, you know. <laughs> I I love the fact that it's 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 a Chevy Chase movie, and it's one of his yeah. one of his better uh, roles. Again, in my opinion, um, yeah, he's obviously played quite a. a a roster of different characters in, in different films, but I think Clark Griswold is up there as one of the best characters he's played. And in this movie, he really shines. Every scene he's in, he's hilarious. Even when he's just yeah. a simple look he gives, it's just it's enough to steal the scene because he's really yeah. good in it. But that tree scene, like you mentioned, he gets to the tree, the one tree that's their tree, and he looks at it. There's a big beam of angelic light, and there's like angels singing because that's the tree they're having for the family. But he's got no no spade, no shovel, so. When it cuts to them driving it on the car, it's the whole root of the tree on the front of the car, yeah. roots <laughs> and soil and everything. Thing, How they dug that up, I will never <laughs> know because that tree was huge. It's the whole like the situation with like the family coming over. Yeah, I was going to say like, yeah. It's the, the mother-in-law's coming and he's like, "Oh, I don't want the mother-in-law." It's like, oh, you know, and then the brother-in-law turns up in his RV with his family and a slobbery dog and <laughs> snot. Oh. <laughs> yeah, snot. <laughs> well, so yeah. The, the one scene that gets me every single time is when he's putting up the lights on the house. Yes. With the staple gun. And oh spoiler away yeah. for anyone that hasn't seen this film, and when he staples his sleeve to the gutter. <laughs> 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 I 
pulls it off and slams back into the tree. Oh man, I just I don't know how you could get up a ladder on on a roof and use a staple gun to put like ten thousand light bulbs onto your roof. It's just crazy. <laughs> and the classic like they go and get the lights out out of the the garage, the garage, whatever terminology you prefer to use. Yeah. And he says, "Oh, he says to his son Russell, there's a little knot in the lights here. You can sort that out." And out comes this gigantic ball of Christmas yeah. lights. That's a knot. And we've all been there. We've all took our Christmas lights out of our boxes from our attic, our lofts, wherever. And there's always a knot in them. And it drives yeah. you insane. Yeah. Same how? way. I don't know how it happens because you, you put them upstairs away neatly. Like you're wrapped around your wrist and your, and your elbow and you do that loop thing yeah. and then you tie it up nicely. Yeah. And you, you get it down. It's like a rat's been chewing through it. It's all been messed up. Yeah. And one bulb's gone. And it's like, oh, where's the spare bulbs? I don't have any of them. It's really irritating. We, we put them in the bin with the wrapping paper. Exactly. I've stocked up on that, by the way. I've got plenty of wrapping paper now. I've made sense this year. Good. But, um, good, good. <laughs> but yeah, Christmas vacation, the trials and tribulations of a family trying to have a family Christmas where they all come to them and yeah. what, what pressures it puts you under to cook the meal, to keep everyone entertained and happy and go on Christmas shopping with everybody. and just It's, it's a lot. It's a lot for them to do. It's a big yeah. house, thankfully. It's like you know, like the Home Alone house. It's a big house with a plentiful room for everybody to be in. But I don't know. A Christmas holiday, I don't think I could have a lot of family members around for more than a day. I'd, I'd stress, no, I'd stress out. Yeah. They, they did it over periods of a few weeks. And, you know, when you, when you have someone come and stay, you think a couple of days, but they were literally there for the whole the whole of December, pretty much. Yeah. You'd all be at each other's uh, throats by the time it was done. <laughs> the, the stress the levels alone, the cooking and the, the entertaining and, and all that, I just don't know if I'd, uh, if I'd last. Yeah. I think, um, yeah, I'd probably go bananas, obviously, <laughs> deal with that many people for that length of time in my house. <laughs> as long as I've got mince pies and coffee, I'll be all right. Mm. I think I'll be fine. Because, mm. you know, yeah. I, I need them. That's how I get fueled by Christmas time, is by eating a ridiculous amount of mince pies. Which, no, uh, not mince pies. Which, not uh, for me. Yeah, you don't like them. And I was going to get onto this before we kind of jump back into films, because there's a few more I'd like to discuss with you. You're... I wouldn't say hatred of mince pies, but your dislike of mince pies. I've noticed it's quite a common theme with people have asked lately. People don't seem to like them, and yet I absolutely devour them because I love them so much. Why is it that you don't like a buttery, sweet crust pastry with a sweet, fruity filling? What's wrong with that? Right. I think it stems back to when I was a kid. Okay. And I thought mince pies had cold mince meat in them. As in, like a, um, like a... As in, a, like, beef a, mince. Yeah, yeah. A savoury mince. Yes, yes, I'm with you. Yeah. So I was like... Well, why have you got like this sweet pastry with like this cooked minced beef in there that you've let go cold? <laughs> that just sounds absolutely disgusting. <laughs> so, anytime I always say to one of my spies, say no. And if she's like, why? I say, oh, I don't like them. And she never told me that it was just fruit in there because I never actually said to her, why has it got mince in it? Do you know what I mean? <laughs> so, I think I tried one when I was a kid. I was just a bit like, mm, nah. well, maybe I changed my mind if I tried them now. Maybe you will. Maybe you will. I don't know, but is that just like, if I have one, will I like awaken some kind of mince pie monster inside? I would like to hope so. I think so. (laughs) And because they are readily available all year round, but at Christmas time, they just they just seem to taste better. I don't know. It's like if you go to a seafood restaurant and you're eating it on the seafront and the salty airs in the air and it, it makes the food taste better. You know, you go to Blackpool, you have fish and chips. The fish and chips taste better because the sea air is all salty. And yeah. So eating a mince pie at Christmas time for me, it just improves it. It makes it more festive. It tastes better, even though it tastes exactly the same as the ones you get in January. It just, for some reason, it makes it 
taste better. So yeah, I think you should have a have a try. Even if it's a small piece, if you don't like it, at least you know for definite that you don't. Well, yeah, Dave. You said if I got that last one right, you'd send me something in the post. You can send me a mince pie. I'll send you a mince pie in the post. <laughs> <laughs> it might not survive in one piece, though. It might have to be a photograph of a mince pie. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it reminds me of a joke. Of a joke. What was it? Um, what goes round? Uh, what goes sneaking round at Christmas time? Don't know. Mince pies. Oh, you know, spies are sneaking around, you know. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry, everybody. That was a terrible joke. But please, please keep listening because it's not over yet and I'd like you to join us. So don't don't switch off. I'm sorry about the joke. Okay? I'm and sorry. You, please stay. If please. you do have any other dad jokes, send them, babes, right? <laughs> I love a good dad joke, me. Love it. The, the, I love the, good dad jokes. I it, love them. It's the ones that get people going, oh. And they're the exact jokes you get in Christmas crackers. <laughs> exactly. I, I really do love a good Christmas cracker joke because they're really naff, they're awful, and yet I find myself laughing to the point where I'm going to fall <laughs> off a chair while nobody else is. You know? I love all that kind of stuff. Like, what's black and white and red all over? A penguin roll down a hill or whatever <laughs> it is. I don't know. <laughs> I heard a good one. It was, um, what does Frosty the Snowman like on his burger? I don't know. What does Frosty the Snowman like on his burger? Chili sauce. Get it? Oh, dang. I know. Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> Again, um, sorry, everybody. If you, are, if you are still listening, I do apologise about the bad jokes. So I'll try not to throw any more in there. Festive business, so you throw a few sneaky jokes out there and see what happens. <laughs> no and, promises. And in this case, everybody pressed pause and walked away angry. So if you've come yeah. back, thanks for coming back. <laughs> <laughs> Oh God! <laughs> um, couple more films before we go into even more traditional Christmas stuff. We've obviously gone down the Christmas vacation route and the Die Hard route. Jingle, jingle, all, jingle all the way, of course, of course. But it wouldn't be Christmas, certainly for me, without watching the Muppets Christmas Carol. Where do you stand on this? Absolutely love it. Yes. But unfortunately, my partner doesn't like the Muppets. So no. if I want to watch Muppets Christmas Carol, I've got to sit and watch it on my own. Oh man, I'm so sorry. So, Ah, but you know what? It's an absolutely incredible Christmas movie. Do you think and Michael Caine's I'm one happy of the... to sit and watch it? I was going to say, do you think um, Michael Caine's one of the best Scrooges we've seen on screen? 100%. Without a doubt, he's one of the best Scrooges on screen ever. He's Michael Caine, isn't he? Of course, of course. It, it's... Even, as, even as Scrooge, he's got, his, he's got his character, he's got his charisma, he's just... He is Michael Caine, isn't he? He is. He's great Scrooge. What can I say? There's been so many people yeah. portraying him on screen, but here's one. Jumps out is one of the best for me, anyway. Yeah, I love that film. Uh, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not a massive musicals fan, as people know about me, but I really like that film. I think it's I can get past the singing because it's it's key to the movie. But I just I just like the the comedy and the jokes that they throw in there. This you know the the characters, the way they're portrayed by the Muppets, they just they're funny and they're easy to but watch. What I, what I like about that film though is you've got the comedy juxtaposed against the almost horror esque. Mm. Scenes with the uh, with the ghosts, yeah, yeah, as well. Like when the ghost of like Christmas past comes, like the creepy little girl, yeah, like yeah. floating and she's a bit weird and creepy. Yeah. Then you've got the ghost of Christmas present. He's boss. He's the big jolly fellow <laughs> yeah. with the big. But when I first watched that as a kid, he terrified me. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's really overpowering. It's probably because he's massive he's just massive <laughs> and he used to terrify me and then obviously you've got the ghost of christmas yet to come yeah yeah and he's like this 
big, massive freaking Grim Reaper fella. And it's like, what the hell? Like, watching that as a kid, I remember them ghosts coming up and I was like, yeah, these creep me out a bit here, do you know what I mean? <laughs> but I think that that's the really good thing about the film. They don't have it too too scary, hmm. but there's enough of those kind of elements yeah. to like get the kind of the darkness of what Scrooge has gone through. Yeah. To get to where he is now. Like there's enough of that darkness in there to bring that through. But there's so much light and comedy in there that it keeps you watching and doesn't Depression up until the point of time is in. It's because it's got like elements of sci-fi with the whole like the time travel elements where they take do flashbacks yeah. to a younger self. It has got horror elements, like you say. It's a te- it's essentially a ghost story. Molly, Molly, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, for God's sake! <laughs> <laughs> so, sorry. <laughs> Oh my god, it's all I've been doing. It's a scary Christmas, this one. <laughs> yeah. No, sorry, I was just Googling then. Yeah. 1992 that came out, so I was wow. seven when I first watched that movie. Amazing. Because wow. I remember it coming out, and I remember watching it the year it came out. Yeah. And I remember getting it on VHS the following Christmas as well. Have you still got that VHS? So, possibly in my mum's loft, mm. unless she's got rid of me videos. Potential collector's item right there. Mm. If anyone's interested and wants to throw me an offer of... Uh, Fifteen hundred pounds or more. <laughs> you know where to buy it. We'll start the auction now at fifteen hundred pence. Okay, I can, I can take that. <laughs> <laughs> wait a try, wait a try. But yeah, great, a great movie. I think that's for me. It's an element of comedy. We've got the action there covered. We've got the distressing yeah. out of a family-based Christmas. We've got the toy elements of it. I think for yeah. me, they're, they're kind of my, my staple go-tos at Christmas time. There are mm. like horrors and, and serious dramas and thrillers are based around Christmas time that I don't tend to go for, like Krampus and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, there was one which is called Santa's Sleigh, S-L-A-Y, which is right. basically Santa going on a killing spree. But San- yeah. Santa was portrayed by um, the wrestler Bill Goldberg. It says it all right there, you know. Mm. Yeah, I don't I tend think to. I'll give that one a hard pass. Yeah, I, I would. <laughs> I, I tend to stick to your oh. traditional ones. You know, like you, you jingle all the ways. You're the Santa Clauses. You're the Tim Allen yeah, classics. I was just about to say the Santa Claus. Oh, wait, oh, what's, yeah. oh, well, well, jump straight in then. Tim, <laughs> Tim Allen's the Santa Claus. For me, just the yeah. first two. Although the third one's a good one, I didn't really care for it that much. But certainly, the, I've not seen the third one. The third oh. one features Martin Short as Jack Frost, and they have like a rivalry. Didn't jump out at me though. But certainly, the first first one definitely, and the second one's a good yeah. one. But yeah, I feel if it's a man and um, what's his, is his name? Calvin? Is it Calvin? Chris Calvin? Yeah, yeah, that rings a bell. Yeah, and um, obviously he accidentally kills Santa off his roof, so he takes on the mantle of being Santa, and his body changes drastically to portray the Santa vibe, and he has the big belly and the beard and everything. And he's on the yeah. treadmill. And I can kind of relate. Not that I've been on a treadmill, but every time I try to like go on my bike or I try an attempt at running, which is very rare, I've got this wobbly fat belly just bouncing around in front of <laughs> It's like him on the treadmill when he's trying to get rid of it. And it just won't go. It just won't go Scott anywhere. Calvin, his name is. Scott Calvin, I'm saying. Oh, yeah. yeah, I'm saying Chris Calvin. yeah Scott Calvin, yeah. It is brilliant, that film. Like, it's one of them. I don't, I don't watch it every year. Yeah. But it's one of them that does crop up. And I'm just like, oh, yeah, I've not seen that for years. I need to give it a blast again. It is a good, fun family film. It really it? is, and it's nice to see an alternative version of the elves. They, you know, they're flying around on jetpacks using high tech weaponry yeah. and, and computers. They're not just relying on magical fairy dust and reindeer. So yeah. I, I like I like that element about it. It's kind of a modern take on a classic traditional yeah. story, 
So I love that. It's, I love that. It's good. Now, yeah. what about films set at Christmas that aren't Christmas films? See, you're sort of touching on the same like opinion of Die Hard here, even though we've already yeah. established early on that it is a Christmas film. What What are you going with here? What, what film are you so, going to? For me, there's a film that I do watch periodically, like it'll maybe once every six months or so. Okay. Um, so it may go on at Christmas time. Uh, mean Girls. Now, technically, Mean Girls, it's not centered around Christmas, but there is a Christmas section because obviously she's in school, so it's going through the school year. Mm. Now, that is set at Christmas. Now, not as a Christmas film. What's your opinion on Mean Girls? I mean, I'll be honest with you. First of all, I've never watched it. Oh, there you get on it. No, and the, the reason is because it's not a film that would intrigue me at all. I'm very pure. I'm very purist about what I watch. It's always like comic book related, or it's sci-fi based, or it's an action thriller, or it's a comedy, or it's got a, a horror element or something like that. Mean Girls, the title alone puts me off because <laughs> I don't, don't want to watch. Film, I don't want to watch a film about about Mean Girls because it just sounds like tr- it's a trauma right there. And I know oh, it's got it's quite brilliant. a fan base and it's funny and all that, but it just isn't my cup of tea. My cup of tea. Is a cup of tea or coffee? Anyone that's listening, spam every post that Dave does next <laughs> with mean girls in the comments just until he watches it. <laughs> oh my god, what have you done here? You can't do that. No. <laughs> so for me, mean girls, it's just a really good teen comedy. Yeah. Like Lindsay Lohan is at a peak in it. Her acting's good, the kind of situation that she's in, because she's come from a family that um, she grew up in Africa and they moved to America. So she's going to high school and she's having to learn to like interact with people and American people and the way they live and like the social status of the mean girls, the queen bees, yeah. uh, and who she can and can't hang out with and trying to navigate that whole like kind of social stream of being in high school. Oh, it's just brilliant because there's so many kind of stereotypes that you will have seen in previous films to do with high school students yeah. and things that you can relate to, things that will just make you laugh, things that, you know, will make you a bit sad, things that will make you happy. It's just, it's one of those films that I could watch it like any time and still just enjoy it. This high praise you've given it makes me think maybe I should consider it, but I just know it's not a film that I would go to and watch. I have two things to mention about it. One, is Lindsay Lohan's character got an African accent or is she just an American no. girl who happens to live in, she, in Africa no she got an American accent because her parents are American and she was born over in Africa ah right okay. so um, grew up in Africa for like some of her life but obviously got the American accents because of her parents and the other thing was with this whole high school thing like who you can and can't hang around and stuff like that and I see this all the time you know films and shows and whatnot. If I had to go to an American school, I don't think I'd enjoy someone telling me who I can and can't hang out with. Surely it's my choice to decide who I want to be friends. This is the kind of thing that she's like tackling in yeah. that film because she's like, well, why do I have to hang out with those people to be cool but I can't hang out with those people to be cool? Yeah. But those people think I'm cool and get on with me but those people aren't as nice to me but for me to be cool, I need to hang out with them. I'm so glad I was alone back in the day. You know, I couldn't, <laughs> couldn't deal with all this. <laughs> oh, it's stress, isn't it? It really is. <laughs> Kids nowadays, they just, oh, they've got it really bad. I just did me, me, me schoolwork and then I went home. That's, that's literally all yeah. I did. I wasn't <laughs> hanging around with anyone. Yeah, that's it. All my friends <laughs> were digital. Sonic. That's it. Yeah. Where's your mate? He's there. He's got the blue uh, spikes and the red and white shoes. Yeah. That's my mate there. Come on, Sonic lad. Let's go on a little adventure. <laughs> <laughs> Look at all the rings he's got, mum. <laughs> yeah, it's, boss. it's time well spent. I love Sonic, mate. I love yes. Sonic. <laughs> Definitely. Yeah, another film set at Christmas time that cool. isn't a Christmas film. Yeah. Actually, there's a Christmas film that's amazing. That is a Christmas film, Bad Santa. You oh, must, you with, must um, watch Bad Billy Santa. Billy Bob Thornton. 
Yeah. I've seen the first one. I believe there's a second one, which I've, I've not the even looked into. The second one's all right, actually. The second one's not too bad. First one, yeah. That's yeah. worth a Because it's kind of like, it's like a black comedy and he's just like a foul mouth, you know, yeah. guy dressed as Santa. Yeah, it appeals to... Foul mouth, misogynistic drunk. Yeah. <laughs> Just horrible, horrible guy. Well, the clues in the yeah. name is not called Bad Santa for a reason, for a wrong reason. Exactly. But yeah. Exactly. Well, what I was going to say was, film set at Christmas. Yeah. Not a Christmas film. Yeah. Trade in places. Oh my god! Of course, yeah. <gasps> what a shout! What a yes. movie! Oh. Yeah. I mean, so there's a few reasons why we watched that show, film even. I can yeah. think of two reasons straight away. Certainly Dan Aykroyd and Eddie Murphy were amazing as a duo yeah. on screen. Great film. I love the premise behind it. I love seeing Dan Aykroyd's character go from successful to basically a bum on the street. Yeah. And all for I a lousy book. That. <laughs> <laughs> That's a great film. One of Eddie's um, kind of heyday, you know, height of comedy. I mean, I know one of his oh, early, yeah. early movies, but certainly one of his funniest. Along with, like, Coming to America. Oh, my God. I didn't like the sequel. I've got to say now. I've not watched the sequel yet because I'm really, really dubious because Coming to America is just so one of those iconic films yep. that I can watch over and over again. Yeah. I watched it because it was released. I thought, well, I better see what they've what they've done with it and see where they've taken the characters and whatnot. Mm. They've essentially... And again, everyone, this is my own opinion. This is not the official opinion of the world, but they've essentially taken the same characters who have gotten obviously a lot older and giving them pretty much the same jokes and the same gags with a, a different backstory. This whole story is based on you know a, a different side aspect to Akeem, something else going on in his life, which I won't spoil for yourself. But mostly reoccurring characters come back, and I just I just personally don't think it worked. If they'd have made it, yeah. you know, a few years after the original came out, it would still be quite relevant and quite close yeah. to the release and so on. They don't look pretty similar, but. Such a long time had passed between the two films. I just don't. I don't think it warranted the sequel. It's the same with um, the recently released uh, Bill and Ted movie. It was too long a gap to to bring it out, and I, I don't think it worked because of that. They've obviously gotten a bit old, and the interest has died away. So I watched it and I enjoyed it as a Bill and Ted movie because I like like the callbacks to like the things that had happened in previous films. And, yeah, yeah. Like how well they still portray them characters now. Mm. After all this time, yeah, like that was really, really good in terms of it being a solid film. I think, like you say, it probably was a bit too long. There was, it could have been cut down easily. Yeah, um, yeah, but I enjoyed it. It wasn't terrible. It could have been worse. Oh yeah, it could but, have been worse. You know, definitely. Speaking of revisiting films a Go long on. time after the original, yeah, what on earth were they thinking with? Home Sweet Home Alone. Oh, you know, you've got me really worked up now because this film, even though at the time of this recording it hasn't been released yet, I already am angered by the trailer. The trailer is enough to have put me off seeing this film, but I will see it once to say that I've seen it. This is what I feel like. I feel like I'm going to have to watch it yeah. just to see how bad it is. Yeah, that's exactly it. Even with the trailer, they even said in the trailer, some traditions are meant to be messed with, a.k.a. We're going to ruin the first Home Alone film for you by rehashing it in a new way. Yeah, but yeah, they basically told you they're going to ruin it. Yeah, one mm. thing I've got an issue with is that the mum of the piece, played by Irish actress Ashleen B, who's a, a quite good comedic actress, does a very questionable English accent. Now, yeah. she does a great job of trying. Don't get me wrong; she does really good stuff on screen. I've seen a lot of shows and TV bits and bobs. And she's a really good actress. But I feel like this particular um, character has a very forced English accent. And I, yeah. I don't know. It's it's some of the same scenes from the original. You know, she's in the airport trying to get back and she's trying to get across the country and stuff like that. It's all 
very same you, the original. They used like same lines from the original yeah. as well, didn't they? In the trailer, yeah. And like they clearly tried to throw in a little Easter egg for people to go, "Oh my god, I need to watch this film." When the police officer turns up, I and know he's who got it is, there, and you're like, "Oh no, I wasn't going." Oh, that's amazing. I was going. What the hell are you doing to this movie? Just leave the franchise. After the second one, you shouldn't have made any more. I no. haven't seen Home Alone 3. I haven't seen Home Alone 4 because they look absolutely shocking. And you haven't seen the one so, for Dogging either. Was that a fifth one? This is always a fun topic, especially when it's someone that hasn't heard about it. But it was given one of two names. A lot of films, when they come over here, they get given a different title to like the American equivalent. Yeah. But I kid you not, if you... I'm recommending this, but it might look dodgy when you go on your search history. However... <laughs> It was called, I think one version was called something like All Alone for Christmas or Bone Alone. Right, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna Google the first one. Uh, no, I'm gonna Google the first one, sorry, not the second one. I mean I'm not sure if that's the exact uh, title, but definitely Bone Alone brings you up a picture of a dog. And it's essentially home alone, but with a dog in the house and two people are trying to break in, essentially, with a dog stopping it from happening. So an, un- an unofficial home alone five, essentially. Yeah, it sounds really bad. Like, yeah, no, I don't even want to entertain that, to be honest. It's just the barrel has been well and truly scraped when you've got to do home alone again, but with a dog. Yeah, steer clear, yeah. steer clear. But this one... Yeah, so it's either alone for Christmas or bone alone. Something like that, um, yeah. No chance. Not, not that even just sounds music. awful. But the, the McAllister reference, I don't know if um, if it's worth doing a spoiler alert. Would the spoiler for you if I was to tell you about this McAllister reference? No, not at all. The McAllister reference is because a lot of people have said they hope that Kevin cameos in it, which would tie mm. it in with the same original movie franchise. Yeah. A McAllister is officially on the cast, as you've seen in, on the police jacket, but it's yeah. not Kevin McAllister. It's, oh, I've heard. It's Buzz McAllister. Yeah, I've heard, cop. yeah. So I don't mind them being in it, but the problem with them having a minute is that it does make it a film that's linked to the original, so they're in the same universe kind of thing. Mm. Um, and it'll only be redeemed if he does use one of his sarcastic lines like he does in the first film. And when Kevin knocks at the door and he says, Don't you know how to knock Flemwad? I yeah. don't even know what a Flemwad <laughs> is, but I, wa- I was happy to hear him say it. <laughs> his best line, when Kevin has to sleep in his room and he says, I wouldn't let you sleep in my room if you were growing on my ass. Yeah. And he's just terrified as an older brother. He just scared. Yeah. He's poor Kevin's he terrified by him, but yeah, you know he's the older brother. He looks up to him. Really has to because he's so tall. But Buzz, what a tool! And he's a cop now. <laughs> really, we've got to believe yeah. he's involved in law enforcement. He's not the kind of person that would become a cop. So I don't know why they've done that. That's like That's he's probably the least likely candidate out of that entire family. Yeah. to become a police officer. And like I say, I feel like they've done it just to try and get the old school fans to watch it. It's not going to happen, is it? It's not going to happen, now. You've not got the wet bandits, have you? No, in this one, it's a, it's a. I think it might actually be a family member. It's a, a husband and wife, I think, and they, they want to break in because it's like, I think, a, like a family heirloom or something precious to the house that they want to steal back. And the kid's been left oh. in, who's, who's a British kid, by the way. He's gone to visit his uncle in America. So, you know, it's all, yeah. Oh, they don't realise they've left me, kind of thing. Oh, God. Yeah. It's, and then violence and shoes. I just no, no, no wet bandits. Like, without Harry and Marv and without Macaulay Culkin, yeah. you have not got a Home Alone movie. No, like every single time. Obviously, they've got all their funny moments. Yeah, in the first one for me, it's when Marv has that spider on his face yeah. and that scream. That yeah. scream is just amazing. <laughs> 
Do you know that scene, <laughs> as iconic as it is, and it's one of two of his best screams because he does an equally good scream when all the pigeons are on him in the second film. Yeah, it's yeah. A, a really big scream then. But the first one with the tarantula sets up before they go to swing towards the treehouse. Yeah. And there's a line used in that scene which cracks me up every time. So Kevin gets across to safety of his treehouse. Then they go to crawl out. And, and Marv's like, I was going to call the cops. And Harry's like, from a treehouse? Every time. Every time. Cracks me up. Like, of course he's not going to fall in the treehouse. Why, why doesn't he get it? It's a treehouse. He can't call the cops. Oh man! Oh, the so other, like apart from there's a few other like classic Marv moments for me. Yeah, one of them is when he's in the basement and yeah. Kevin's hooked up the electrics to the taps and he turns into the skeleton. <laughs> oh my god, yeah, it's so good. Like that is just that's pure cartoon comedy. Literally, that, the way they turn it, it's, it's so good. And the other one when the, when Kevin's in that house and Marv busts in and goes honey I'm home <laughs> takes the step and falls down the hole but the noise he makes he just goes yeah. <laughs> 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 Those I put two that together. clip on YouTube once <laughs> and just skipped it back about 20 times. So, Daniel Stern and Joe Pesci, when they scream together, they, they just sound amazing. Oh, I don't know. Like, you're never going to beat them two as a duo for the no. Thieves in any Home Alone film. And those traps that he, he did, I mean, they're lethal, let's face it. This is yeah. this is based in a cartoon environment. You know, you fall down a hole, you trip on electric wire, whatever it be. In a cartoon... You know, you get like we've seen the skeleton, and then you're fine. In real life, yeah. that guy would have been fried, and he'd be dead now. Yeah. But you know, we laugh at this because it's comedic, it's comedy, it's fiction, and it's like you know the the coyote with the roadrunner. He always gets you know dropped off a, a bit of an anvil on his head, or he falls off a yeah. cliff, or he gets electrocuted, or run over, or whatever it is, and he just gets up and you know inflates his body and carries on. Yeah. So we we can laugh at that because it's funny, but <laughs> some of that, some of the stuff he used, some of the weapons, it's scary stuff. The paint cans, <laughs> oh, the paint cans. On yeah, the, nose. the paint cans are fixed. Well, like when Harry opens the door and <laughs> to blow towards him. But when he's at the in Home Alone 2 when he's at the top of the building throwing the bricks at the faces every time hits him smack in the face every single time it's just it, it, it's a good shot it's so, yeah so with a very good aim throwing it <laughs> what I said like is that obviously the same things happen twice it's like when John McClane deals with terrorists and Die Hard 2 how can the same stuff happen to the same guy twice well it's happened to Kevin yeah. twice and he's had the foresight to plan ahead with the paint cans you know they'll, yeah. they'll see a, they'll see two paint cans come down they'll go oh no that happened, this happened in the house we'll, we'll dodge them and he pretends on to go, oh, he got me in my face, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. But then he throws down a big, massive, heavy pipe. Yeah. And they go, they just go, uh-oh, bang, gone. <laughs> and then they snip it, and it falls down. You just you just see Marv go, no. <laughs> just hit him. It's just that foresight of knowing how the trap's going to work and what the reaction's going to be. Like He's a... He's, yeah. you know, he's a, he's a Eight-year-old kid, nine-year-old kid, and he's he's already yeah. planning what will be the reaction to this trap once I've executed it. Yeah, the guy is just like he was a future like world leader, a planner, a, a, yeah. de a you know a deconstruction expert or something. He, he knew what yeah, he was exactly. doing. Quite least, yeah. if he decided to become like a world leader, he'd be a power to wear, be worried about. Oh, I, I would, yeah. I would think I'd stay clear of the McAllister regime anyway. Hello, speaking of powers to worry about, yeah. what about the cameo of Donald Trump in Halloween? 
Halloween yes yeah da- where's the uh, where's the lobby oh down there to the left and he still had that yeah. dodgy comb over yeah back then before we leave Home Alone 2 uh, well Home Alone I should say I would like to mention Home Alone 2 again because of the iconic legend that is Tim Curry as, yes. as the hotel concierge Oh my God, he's amazing. He's brilliant. Uh, what a, what an absolute icon! Tell me that you love me. <laughs> <laughs> On your knees. <laughs> you were here last night, weren't you? Uh, yes, sir. I was. I was just checking the room to make sure everything's in order. You know, proper smarmy when he gets out of it. Yeah. But the one chance he got to swear, and obviously they couldn't because it was a kids' film. Going to the lift. Get back here, you little sh! And the door shuts. Oh, yeah. he was dying to swear, Alan, wasn't he? <laughs> <laughs> but he's great as it most of the roles Tim Curry plays are either like evil menacing scary comedic you know this this, this comedic yeah. roles he's played but he is such an easy person to watch on screen and he captures you straight yeah. away you know he was, it was a limited role he was only running the hotel for a third of the movie maybe but stole the scene every time again one of those actors that just once you watch him you're glued to what he's going to say and what he's going to do Yeah, and I loved it and, and nice to see him in comedy he's so used to being you know playing it and and um, is it is it Frankenhooker? No, not Frankenhooker. That's what? a horror film, Frankenhooker. What am I thinking of then? Frank Frank Frankenfurter Frank, Frank is it? Frankenfurter, yeah, Frankenfurter. Yeah. Apologies for the Rocky Horror fans who who've heard <laughs> me get the name wrong, but you know, I do that sometimes. I'm getting old, but yeah, he's played like these these horror characters or scary characters. But when he when he does double into comedy, or when he did double into comedy, again easy to watch. What what an absolute yeah. British icon and a movie yeah. icon. Yeah, he's brilliant. Absolutely yeah. brilliant. Yeah, and like you say, he does steal the scene in every single scene he's in in that film. That bit when he made his face with the Grinch when he finds out the yeah, card stolen. Yeah. Oh, it's just yeah. I love it. Like why yeah. didn't they get him to play the Grinch instead? Of, like Jim Carrey done a yeah. Oh, there's another Christmas film, The Grinch. Yeah, like Jim Carrey done a really good job as the Grinch. He did. But if you got Tim Curry, at least we would have just had to slap some green makeup on him and a bit of fur, and he would have been done. Speaking like, of slap- all of this prosthetics and that, just, just be his face green, and a bit of green paint. Green face paint. Yeah. But but um, but speaking of slaps, which was nicely done by the way, um, when the McAllisters get to New York to try and find Kevin and he goes to the hotel, basically uh, the concierge tells the family you know you can't go out into the streets you know it's one of the biggest cities in the world and there's parasites out there armed to the teeth with weapons his mum Kevin's mum slaps him in the face and he's just frozen his do bundle up it's awfully cold outside and his bottom lip starts to quiver <laughs> every time like, oh he's gonna cry he's gonna cry he's gonna cry it's so good <laughs> great film Home Alone 1 and 2 yes. you've got to watch it everyone who's, who's into Christmas watch that movie watch those two movies and watch yes. the two Die Hard movies that are all set around Christmas time and have great comedy and action scenes in them respectively for each, for each franchise get them watched going to move to sort of traditions at Christmas time on a personal level and I'm referring to things like what kind of foods you like to enjoy is there any specific games you like to play Christmas time anything traditional wise that you, you like to make sure you do during the festive season um, what, what, what do you like to do I like to try and find as much time to sit and eat food and watch movies mm. like just because when it's Christmas especially when it hits December I don't feel as guilty about doing it yeah because in the summer months, it's like, oh, it's still light outside. I feel like I should be out doing something and whatever. But Christmas time, it's like, no, I want to sit down. I want to eat food. I want to watch movies. Get the pretzels out. Oh. Get the after eights out. And 
just pig out. What's your go-to must-have on your Christmas dinner? Go-to must-have on Christmas dinner? Pigs in blankets. Oh, I'm so glad you went with pigs in blankets. I have an issue with this, right? Well, not an issue, but a very popular food establishment that I love, and I, I won't name check, but I will say Greg's, <clears throat> are serving these pigs under blankets, baguettes, which are just literally bacon and sausage baguettes, but they're calling mm. them pigs under blankets. I think they shouldn't call them that. They're just, they're just jumping no. in on the old Christmas bandwagon. However, pigs in blankets, oh my God. Some, yes. some genius got a sausage and said, you know what this thing needs? It needs a bacon jacket, and let's wrap it up. Yeah. That guy's. I'd like to shake his hand. So yeah. You're you're a genius, mate. Taking something that's already a pork-based product and putting more pork around it. Just to make it better. Just to make it better. How many yeah. of those can you just sit there and like eat a bowlful? Too many. They're like popcorn. Do you know, when I go to my mum's for Christmas dinner, she buys two packs of pigs in blankets, yeah. and I eat like an entire one to myself. Yes. She makes sure she buys extra to give me like a full pack of them because she knows that's what's getting eaten. I'll but you've got to make sure you cook them. So that the bacon is crispy. It's got to be crispy. You can't have any like because it's that streaky bacon that's got quite a bit of fat on it. Yeah, you've got to and turn it and make sure it's cooked. Of the fat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You've got to have them nice and crispy all round. Oh my pigs and blankets! Did that, you? That's Christmas. Did you ever have anything in in June this month? The, uh, this month in June this year. <laughs> Most of the supermarkets did a Junemas, so halfway through the year they did like a little Christmas uh, celebration because last year's Christmas was so bad, and they had a limited run of certain Christmas-based foods, including, and this was for Aldi, I think, and Little as well. They did these like long pigs in blankets, like a long Frankfurter-style sausage wrapped in bacon. Amazing, 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 amazing. But I went through a lot of them, and I shouldn't have done because yeah. they're they're not easy to eat. You've got to chop them up into loads of pieces. But yeah, I like the idea of having a. Like a like a Frankfurt, like a German sausage, as a pig in blank instead of the usual standard ones. Yeah. W- would you have any like foreign equivalents of, of um what would be a UK tradition, I suppose, for your food? Would I be open to the? Yeah, to yeah. The idea? So, you know, your Frankfurt, your breakfast, your sauerkraut, well, whatever it might be. Well, are, are definitely, you yeah. Doing? Like pigs in blankets are nice because the bite size. Yeah, yeah. But if you and that's probably why they use the streaky bacon. But if you've got a good full size Frankfurter. You can put proper slices of bacon around that. Yeah, like, just, like a sleeping yeah, bag. Like, yeah, yeah, like a yeah, pigs in sleeping bags. I like it. You know, that's very. Uh... So Greg's have got just a sausage, a sausage and bacon baguette. Yeah, you don't go under the blanket because that is just a sausage and bacon baguette. They need to be wrapped exactly. Pigs under blankets, it's just literally sausages with, with a slice of bacon on top. And don't get me wrong, I love Greg's. Anyone who knows me knows that I love Greg's. I can't speak highly enough of them. But I, I just don't like the idea of a bacon and sausage baguette being called a pig under a blanket because of this. Mm. Can, we give, um, can we give an honourable mention to the festive bake, though? We can, because it's a, a delicious bake. bake. I have to confess that I must have Yorkshire's with any roast-based meal, especially Christmas. It always has to have a, a Yorkshire pudding or three, or sometimes four, depending <laughs> on how, how small they are. Do you have Yorkshire's with your meal? Christmas, definitely. It's Yorkshire puddings, pigs in blankets. You've got to have stuffing on the side as well. Of course, of course. Stuffing for Christmas. Turkey, obviously, staple. I tell you what is really, really nice, though. Go I've on. A couple of times, ham cooked in cherry coke. I've heard this is meant to be quite nice. I've never done it before, but I've had... Um, I have had gammon cooked in coke a long time ago, but I have heard cherry coke used in ham is meant to be a really, really good way of cooking. It's delicious. Highly recommended, then. Highly, highly recommended. Ooh, okay. It gives it just that... It gives it a nice sweetness, oh, okay. a nice, nice sweet flavour to it. I feel like we're on some kind of like MasterChef show now. Describe, <laughs> describe the meat. It's got a lovely moist sweetness to it. It's delicious. Already my mouth's salivating. I can't wait. Mm. 
Not that tin stuff, I, though. I, I, no. Away. Not tin ham. No. No, no. No. Like that scene like a in... Big, um, a big gammon joint. Yeah, you want a proper gammon joint. Like that big one that they used in Christmas with the cranks and she's chasing it down the street and it gets run over. Oh! Like <laughs> hickory ham, the last one in the store and it fell down the street and got run over. I can't eat ham out of a tin. It's just that congealed jelly on it and... No. Are you not a fan of Spam? I'll be honest with you. I've never eaten Spam. Oh, spam. I've, fried. I've heard it's good again. One of the things I've never tried it because I've never been well, brave enough. Be healthy, grilly. Okay, yeah. Yeah, give it it's, a go. Yeah, it's good. Because I do see uh, people I'd have like Spam frizzes and stuff and I'm like, oh, it sounds lovely. It looks nice, but I just oh, I don't want to don't want to eat it or not. Try it. Apparently, it's uh, a bit of a delicacy in Hawaii. Is it? Apparently so. Um, do you know the comedian Reese Darby? Uh, yes, I think he I plays the he plays the NPC in the new Jumanji film, the New Zealand guy. Oh yes, 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 yes. He yes. tells them a story. Uh, he does a podcast called The Cryptid Factor. Oh okay. Um, where they talk all about like cryptozoology and like weird, weird news and etc. Anyway, he'd been to Hawaii and he said he went to Hawaii and got sushi. And obviously, expects on the sushi fish, but on some of the bits of sushi it was like squares of spam wow and apparently there's like lots of restaurants that serve spam in Hawaii well to those listeners who are out there aloha and uh, enjoy <laughs> enjoy your spam I do that weird hand sign they do as well <laughs> I'm not from there but you know if, if spam's successful in Hawaii then why shouldn't I include it in my diet so I'll, I will give it a whirl at some point give at it some go. point I do have to uh, mention on this podcast my manager who has to be name checked so Gemma you have asked me to mention Home Alone and Elf as your favourite festive movies. But to quote the entirety of the conversation, it was this. Hey, Ballbag, can you talk about Home Alone and Elf? Because she calls me Ballbag <laughs> as a term of endearment, which is nice. So, as we've already discussed Home Alone, I'm not going to go into depth with Elf, except to say that I do love Elf. It's one of our personal favourites at home to watch. The same. And same. it's still funny. I mean, I like, I like Will Ferrell anyway. And yeah. although this is it, this is quite an old film that's been going for a long, long time, mm. it's still funny for those of us that love Christmas time and and the the fun message it projects to everyone. And he's he's yeah. so innocent in it, buddy, because he's very much a kid in a man's body. Yeah, you know he's he's been living in the North Pole all his life, so he doesn't know the ways of the world. He doesn't know not to eat chewing gum left on the street. He doesn't know not to pick up stuff off the floor or not to mix sweets with his spaghetti. He doesn't know any of these things because no. he's never experienced it. And I'm, I'm sure. He's only ever lived as well. Exactly. I love that. I love the the office talk when they can't get the um the production done for all the toys. You know, I've got yeah. nine thousand. I've only done twenty. Or boss is going to kill me over this kind of thing. Um, yeah. I love that. It it brings a sense of like real worldness to a comedy film set at Christmas time because we all have yeah. jobs where we, we've got targets to hit and we're like we've got the boss riding us from behind saying get it done, get it done. Yeah. You know we're not we're not all making etch sketches and not making teddies and jack in the boxes, but you know they've got a job to do and they've got to push those numbers. Yeah. Exactly because if they don't, you know what I mean. The, the world's ever expanding. There's more and more people being born every day, so they've got to have the extra sketches out of them. They have to. We're going to have to um, figure out a way to uh, stop all this expansion. We'll have to build a conservatory on the side of the planet or something. And extend, know, put, yeah. put an extension <laughs> in. You know. <laughs> it's a big extension, that. <laughs> big extension. <laughs> but yeah, Jim, is that your honour any mention there? I've mentioned Home Alone, I've mentioned Elf, so you can stop calling me ball bag on the podcast now, right? Ha. <laughs> <laughs> but cheers, thank, thanks for getting involved, though. It's nice to get someone uh, someone else's input on the show. So uh, so yeah, yeah. you sorted now. <laughs> yeah, I can't believe I've got it about Elf, because again, that that's one of our go-to Christmas movies. Like, yeah. We have to watch Elf every year. 
has to be done. It's just, be done. It's just like you say, it's the naivety of the minute. Yeah. And like the really like childlike mind that he's still got in the imagination and just the way he is, it just gives you like a proper spirit to Christmas. Yeah. And let's not forget the beautiful Zoe Deschanel. Ah, Zoe Deschanel. Um, it's one of the one of the few roles where I've seen her with blonde hair yeah it might be the only role actually I've seen her with blonde hair playing Jovi a dead like she she hates retail she's stuck in retail and she's just dressed like an elf and she hates the job and she's like you know why are you messing with me why are you talking to me leave me alone kind of thing we're all there hell I'm like that now I get customers yeah. coming. Can I help? Can I, can I get some help? And I'm like, yeah, can I help you? I'm not that bad. I'm quite, I'm quite enthusiastic. <laughs> but I get the vibe she's putting across. You know, she's in a, a dead end job and she's working at the busiest time of the year and nobody likes working retail at Christmas time. So no, you can, you can exactly, you can appreciate what she's going through, but it's, he brings her out of her shell. The thing about Buddy is he brings out the positive out of anyone because he's so happy yeah. and wants people to just be happy and have fun and stuff like that and it, it, it comes across the character starts to become more open and have more fun and become nicer people than certain people's uh, portrayals on screen so it's a good warm and fuzzy kind of Christmas movie it makes you feel good after watching yeah. it um, yeah you've got to have a hot chocolate with it yeah hot chocolate in hot a festive mug biscuits and yeah, of course, of course. Because it's you know we we keep our special mugs for Christmas two on side. They only come out in December. You know they have the yeah. candy cane handle and they have a, a picture ruled off on it and they're oversized and you never fill that thing with liquid, but you have a go anyway. Yeah. But yeah, it's also be cocoa or like a seasonal coffee or something like that. You know something with cinnamon in or something like that. A big yeah. squirty cream. I love that. Mm. It's comforting, and I think that's why we revert back to these specific films, specific shows, and, and things we do at Christmas time, because there's a sense of comfort there. You know what you're doing around that particular part of the year. You know what to expect. You know where you're going to be, what you're going to do. There's an element of, ah, this. I'm going to be enjoying this film. I'm going to be eating this particular piece of food, seeing this particular member of the family. There's a this, this sense of happiness and serenity. I don't know. It's a it's chaotic time. Yeah. It is. Christmas is really chaotic, but there's also, like I say, an element of comfort there. You know where, where you're going to be, what you're going to do, who you're going to see. It's chaotic, but you know, like, that evening, you're going to sit, you've had that chaos during the day, yeah. you're just going to sit down with a nice cup of hot chocolate, you're going to put on Elf, you're going to put on Home Alone, yeah. you're going to put on Jingle All The Way, and you're just going to laugh. Exactly. And cry, and enjoy yourself, and not care about anything else that's what it's all about that's the whole reason of doing the episode i just wanted to get some christmas fun out there some christmas messages and get a bit of festive cheer out there and that's what it's all about that's what it's all about yes what are you looking forward to most for christmas then Ooh, what am i looking forward to most for christmas oh, it's a tough one i am looking forward to getting the christmas decorations up in december yeah i look forward to that because we do it like sort of late on so they're not up for, for too long so you can yeah. You can appreciate them and you can enjoy them and not get fed up with them. So I do enjoy doing the Christmas decorations. I enjoy the Christmas dinner. Christmas dinner is the big thing to look forward to. Like, I don't really mind if people buy me presents or not. Yeah. I just like getting together with everyone, having a nice big meal, getting that full that I feel like I'm going to be sick. Yes. Coming home, eating more chocolate, drinking more tea and lemonade and... Whatever else you be drinking all day, and just sit down, relax, pop the button open on your pants, oh. and stick the Christmas episode at the bottom on. Yes, I love it. I love it. It sounds like a perfect way to spend Christmas. Overindulging, then relax and just, like you say, just enjoy everything. Everything's everything's more indulgent. It's richer. It, it, it tastes better. You know, you've got a more relaxing time ahead. Yeah, it's just I love it. 
I love the food and drink more than anything else, but it's nice to get presents and stuff. But it's for me, rich foods, indulgent flavors, and just getting, like you say, full to the point where you've got it under yeah. your top button so your belly can just relax and just yeah, just veg on the sofa with, with some some festive fun. And um, you love it when like whoever's whoever's house you've gone to for Christmas dinner and they're like, yeah. oh, there's some spare roasties here. Who wants some? Whoa, 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 whoa the phone, hold the yeah. phone. Spare roasties. What's that? I've heard about this, but I never seen them have them in our house. Well, we. I mean, mum's quite good at doing spare roasties. Oh, okay. Because she tends to do a lot of spuds. It's like, oh, the spare roasties. I'm like, we're in the same frame of mind. You don't be like, why is the spare roasties? <laughs> why are they not in my belly? not just on the plate anyway? <laughs> <laughs> With many a time I've done, like, portion control. You know, we've each got, you know, six roasties or spuds yeah. for some other listeners. And, and it never works that way. Someone's got eight, someone's got nine, someone's got six. And I just keep yeah. piling up the plates until all the spuds have gone out the tray from the oven and they're on someone's plate. Yeah. I never keep like, spare roasties. Shall we just clarify for um, those that maybe aren't from England that are listening? Roasties are roast potatoes. Yes. If you haven't already gathered yeah. that. Yes. Um, roasties yeah. is a is a endearing slang term for <laughs> yeah, so if, anyone, if anyone's asking for a roasty, it's not some kind of like exercise or something. It's literally ro- roasted potatoes, which we affectionately call roasties over here. <laughs> but, oh. Yes. As for the spare ones, though, yeah, I never see them at home. And there's been loads of times when I've watched like a recipe, especially like a you know, a festive chef's on and Nigel Lawson. Nigel Lawson, and they take your leftover oh, yeah. Christmas roasties. Sorry, take your leftover roasted potatoes, mm. <laughs> and uh, and then the following day you can make bubble and squeak out of them. I'm like, hang on, first of all, I don't have any spare roasties because I've already eaten them, and second of all, I'm not going to make bubble and squeak if I've got if this if by some miracle there's spuds left. They'll just be getting covered in salt and pepper and re eaten. Yeah. I haven't got time for bubble and squeak. Exactly. No. Who's, uh, has anyone got time for bubble and squeak? Like, no. no. How do you have Christmas dinner and have food left over? Yeah, I, t- I don't get this leftovers thing. I just, I guess I don't make enough quantities to warrant. We'll leave that for tomorrow. We can just put that, put some foil over it, and we'll have that tomorrow with some freshly, uh, freshly made gravy. No, I'll eat it all now. I want, I want to yeah. be fat and stuffed. Like a Christmas yes. goose or a Christmas turkey, right there and then. Yeah, I want to feel the way Santa must feel by the end of his <laughs> by the end of his trip on Christmas Eve. <laughs> oh man, I'm just looking forward to it. Um, I, I think it's going to be a good one this year. Like we've, like I said, we had um, we've all had a pretty bad one last year with the whole lockdown and the pandemic costing lots of lives, and we couldn't see people at Christmas time. And we're hoping this well, is we, going to be a better Christmas one. Christmas Day, didn't we? We, we did. Christmas we got day. we got a day, but even then, it was like you can come round, but you've got to stand outside and look at me through the window. I'm saying Merry Christmas to me. If you're not like a media, no, media family, it was just hard. It was just hard. But I, I, I was quite lucky that my family um, were ready to just say, right, come on, um, it's Christmas. Yeah. Come, come and get full. Come and eat food. Come and just enjoy the day. Just forget about all the crap that's been going on. I think that was the general consensus across any parts of the world. Really, they, they, they've been locked away for so long. Just get a few days around Christmas time, just to be with the people you want to be with, and just just eat and embrace, and just you know leave the problems away for now. Just be with your family yeah. and enjoy Christmas. That's what it's about: bringing people together. And like I say, I hope yeah, I hope we're all going to have a good one this year. This could be a good opportunity for you to just tell everyone again how they can get in touch with you, where they can follow you, where they can see all your fantastic artwork. So yeah, just let people know if you don't mind. Okay, so if you want to give me a follow, uh, I don't really tend to post on Facebook, but it's all the same everywhere. So Instagram, TikTok are my main areas for posting. If you just search for Stuff of Kings, always one word, S-T-U-F-F-O-F-K-I-N-G-S. Search for that on TikTok and Instagram. 
that's where you're going to see most of my work getting posted. If you go to stuffofkings.co.uk, that will redirect you straight to my Etsy store. If you do see anything you fancy and you want to stick that in your cart inside you want to buy it, use the code DAVEA10, D-A-V-E-Y-A-10, and you'll get some money off of the checkout as well. Yes. Um, so, yeah, that's where you can find me. That's where you can see what I'm doing. Yeah, so go check it out. Go check it out indeed. An amazing artist and a great, great old buddy, old pal of mine. As, Thank as, you, Dave. You're welcome. You're welcome. No, uh, <laughs> no checks needed this time. Um <laughs> Everyone knows by now, most of my socials are all under the same. It's all at Davia10mins. I have also now added TikTok and Snapchat, which is at Give That 10 Mins. Slight variation, but, you know, it's more ways to get involved with the show. I'm going to be posting more content as the new year kicks in. Season 3 will start as it is now and hopefully go through for a good a good number of episodes. But, yeah, there's many more ways to get in touch with the show. And, um, as I say, you can just uh, get in touch, contact me. Give me some comments, good or bad feedback, I accept it all. When it comes to the YouTube side of it, again, it's all Davia 10 Mins, or I give that 10 Mins, and see what's on there. There's only a few videos at the moment, but I will be posting new content in the new year, and to, you know, to get the, the punters happy. So, yeah, get involved, get in touch. I love hearing from you. And make, so, sure yeah. you, uh, make sure you comment Mean Girls on everything he posts until he watches it. Yes, let's let's please keep that particular statement in the episode, yes. Please, uh, <laughs> please follow Dan's advice, because uh, that'll be interesting. <laughs> Please don't bombard me with mean girls hashtags, please. Please don't do that. <laughs> you git. <laughs> yeah, so... <laughs> I've just lost my chain of thought then. <laughs> it's been great having you on, especially with it being a festive episode. We're both very passionate about spending time with family and friends at Christmas time and the movies and shows exactly. we watch. So it's yeah. it's nice to have you on, and especially because with, with you being our sponsor... It's nice to have my boss come in and, and talk and me- mention what's going on. The guy, the guy who's keep, keeping me going, you know, because we are proudly sponsored now by Stuff of Kings. And I am I am proud to be sponsored by it. So it's it's nice for the recognition there. Well, like I said, Dave, I'm proud to sponsor the show, um, especially such a good friend. It's nice to, as we said in the previous episode on the Warriors episode, it's really nice to reconnect. It's nice to see where you're going with your podcast as yeah. well. And I'm loving the episodes that you've done so far. Thank you. So, yeah, like it was, the, it was a no-brainer for me to come in and, say, I want to sponsor your podcast because perfect for it. Can't ask for a better compliment than that. So everyone, thanks for spending some time with us. I hope you have a really good Christmas. If you're going to get stuffed, do it well. Don't get too stuffed. You know, save some room for the, the cheeky glass of brandy or the uh, baby sham at the end of the night. And for those who don't know what baby sham is, Google it. I'm not going to tell you what it is. <laughs> but I'll be having a baby sham Christmas night, I guarantee you. But yeah, whatever you classic. get up to. Yeah, classic. Whatever you do, have a great time. And I'll speak to you in the new year, if not before. Have a lovely Christmas. Merry Christmas to all. Take care. Merry Christmas, one and all. To all a good night. Yes, (laughs) I did it. See you later. (laughs) 